Amen, amen. Thank you, worship team, for leading us that place. Yes, our big kids are dismissed. Our grade four, five, six kids can head back to their class. Paige has some amazing things ready for you guys back there. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, But let's open God's Word this morning. Let's see what He has for us. Fall is here. And we are finally coming to something that I have been excited about for months now. I've been waiting and waiting for this day to step in to the things that God has for us. Something that God has been doing, preparing us for, walking us toward. I didn't even realize what he was doing over the last couple of things, the things that he's been putting in place, the foundation that he's been laying, leading us to this. Something that I don't think it's just even for us. I think it's something that God is doing in his church at large. And as I've talked about this idea, this word that God's spoken with other pastors and church leaders, I've gotten reactions from some of them just being like, this is what I've been looking for and waiting for. God was speaking to something to them in that moment and a lot of other pastors too that were just like, yes, God has been saying the same thing, that God is doing something, that he's leading his people into something more deeply. It's been something that I've been praying about and meditating on and studying for a long time now and it's been so hard to wait, but again, God's been preparing us, leading us. Last year, our theme was yesterday, today, and forever. And so as much as we're talking about new things, that God is doing new things, He is the same. We looked at the ways that God is faithful and consistent. That He is always working. His unchanging nature, His grace and love that never fails, never moves from the beginning. And through Israel and the prophets, through the life of Jesus into the life of the church, our God is the same. And He is here with us as He has always been. His mission and His purpose, His desire to save is the same. And so we want to follow as He has called us to do just the same. And this summer, we spent the last three months just looking at prayer. Just digging into this discipline of prayer, seeking to be fed and led by the Spirit, walking in step with God as He speaks to us, building that discipline. Trying to be people of prayer that are praying throughout our day at all times, always. But also trying to take that 10 minutes or whatever that looks like to really be intentional, to focus, to pour out our hearts in worship and in our needs and listening, really listening to the things that our Father has to speak to us. And we might be done with that series, we're moving on now, but we're not done with prayer and I hope you keep digging into that, learning and growing, letting God lead you deeper into that discipline and relationship of prayer. It's been so life-giving and challenging and exciting in my own life and I just know the deep things He has in store for you too. But it was a season of of preparation and it was leading us somewhere, all working together as God continues to lead us individually and as a church family planted here in Leduc. 
among these people that surround us that God loves so, so much. These things are all part of His work in our lives and our hearts as He leads us in the places He desires us to go and the mission He desires us to live. Are we ready for what He has for us? It was over a year ago that I really started to go through a time of struggle myself. I was really wrestling with our role as a church in our community. What are we? What are we doing? What are we supposed to be and do? What does that look like? What does it mean? I had been having a number of, of conversations with, with different people about that idea, believers and not. I'm not sure why in that season that was happening, but there's a lot of conversations happening about what is the church. Some very f- close friends of mine who have some very hard opinions about the church. There were some hard conversations, they have hard opinions about God, about what they thought following Him should look like or what His followers should be doing, whether they believed in it or not. And it was sparking something in me. They had thoughts about the role of the church in the world and they had some really critical, really harsh things to say in some cases from a variety of different perspectives. And as I say, some of them were believers, some of them weren't. And so their thoughts and criticisms needed to be taken with grains of salt. Someone that hates God or or doesn't believe in Him might not be the best source of what He should be doing in the world. If you don't have the Spirit, if you don't have that heart and desire to submit to God, you might not see, you might not be able to see or understand what He's doing. I mean, even we don't always understand what God is doing. But if there's no relationship there, can you really understand him and what he's doing in the world? What would matter to him? Why he would move in the ways that he does? But so many of their concerns stemmed from what they perceived to be injustices or wrongs in the world. The church should do this or the church should do that or why doesn't the church do anything about this? And I could have responded in so many different ways to them, outlining All the ways that the church has had and is having a massive transformative impact in the world. Hospitals and orphanages and food programs and clothing programs and education and clean water and on and on and on and on. Followers of Jesus started and established all these things around the world. And the world has started to see the value of lots of these programs, treating people like people, having inherent value. Following the lead of the kingdom, valuing people, caring for them. But in these conversations, my my friends weren't really interested. They couldn't hear it. And they just wanted to criticize and, and be angry. And some of their criticisms were valid. Because for all the good the church has done and is doing, we can see terrible things that have happened as well, that have been done. The church is not perfect because people are not perfect. The conversations left me feeling something. Not lost or confused, but almost an anticipation 
That God was trying to speak something to me in those conversations, in those moments. There's something he wanted me to see. Because I started asking and praying, what is our role today? As the world changes, as our culture changes, as the place of the church in society changes and moves. In North America, in Canada, in Alberta, in Leduc. The church might have started lots of different things, but we have schools, we have hospitals, we have shelters and the food bank, and we're connected to lots of these things and pour resources into them as our church, as the church. But as as our society takes these things on more and more, and in some cases even tries to take some of these things out of the hands of the church, Maybe believing that we're not the right people to do these things and might disagree with how we do them or the message that we have within it. Think things that could be done better in other ways. What what becomes of our role? What are we being called to do? As the world changes, as the place of the church changes, what are we to do? What are we being called to be here, now, today? Is it being nice? Picking up garbage in the park, trying to make Leduc a nice place to live. Being friendly. If the world thinks it doesn't need us or want us in some of these practical ways that we've known and served for so long, what are we to be? It was a really hard question and I really struggled. And for months, God was silent. Just letting me sit in this place of wondering, feeling dissatisfied. It's not something I've really experienced personally. Many of us have had those kind of desert seasons where we just feel like we can't hear God, can't feel His presence. But it's not something that I'm very familiar with. I've always been very fortunate to have a very easy relationship with God. I've always felt like I could hear Him very clearly, not always Nice, life is hard, but I always felt like I could hear God speaking, and for many months, I couldn't. What are we to do? And it became really frustrating, this silence. This is an important question. These things matter. Why am I not getting an answer? And I prayed, and I prayed, and I read, and I read, and I talked, and I talked, and I listened, and I sat, and about a year ago, After months of waiting, calling out to God, seeking and listening and thinking, God gave me one word, sacred. As clearly as he's ever spoken to me in my life, I heard him say that word, sacred. And at first, I really didn't know what to do with that. I didn't understand it. I couldn't see what he meant But it began a journey of of unpacking and God revealing things more and more deeply about His plan and direction and the things He's putting in front of us as individuals and as a church and as I believe as the church. And again, as much as God is the same and there is nothing new with any of this because His believers have always been seeking to follow Him. There is something that He wants to draw our attention to that we can understand a direction and a role that He desires us to fulfill as He seeks to draw all people to Himself, sacred. 
As I prayed and meditated on that word, God led me to 1 Peter chapter 2. And to verse 9 specifically, but 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 9. Let's read these things together this morning. Peter says this, this, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. So that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to Him, the living stone rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to Him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a royal, holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. The one who trusts in Him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. A chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, this spiritual house that He is building, declaring the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His wonderful light, a spiritual presence in the world. Chosen, royal, holy priests calling and drawing people's attention to the spiritual world they live in. Spiritual people being a spiritual presence in the world, inviting people to experience Jesus. This is our call and our message for this year, what Jesus is inviting us into to explore and to understand what does it mean to be a spiritual presence in our community in the lives of people around us, with our friends and our families? How are we being and bringing the presence of the Holy Spirit into their experience, into normal life? The grace of God and the power of the gospel into their lives with our words, with our actions, with our listening and caring and serving, do people experience God when they are with us? Do they experience His grace, His love, His peace, His presence? Because our world is hungry for it. There's a spiritual desperation that I see all around us. We are hardwired for it in the first place, created from the beginning 
to be attuned and drawn to spiritual things. Even when we rejected God, every culture, every nation, every people, in every place, in every time, have had spiritual practices deeply rooted at the center of their lives. We have constructed fantastic structures and temples and religions telling all kinds of stories because it is instinctive to us. It's a part of us and it's supposed to be. Even as our Western world becomes more and more technologically advanced and scientifically and logically literate as we ground ourselves more and more in the practical, the spiritual is exploding. Crystals and new age and healers of every kind. Meditation practices and books of every description. One of my passing interests is just kind of glancing through the spirituality section in a bookstore. And it's been interesting to watch the change over the last 20 years. 20 years ago, before I started in ministry, I was just, I was, I was young then. Now I'm old. But it was interesting when I would go into those bookstores, there would be shelves, rows of shelves, and the spirituality section was Christianity. It was the Christian book section of these stores. Many, many shelves with many, many books, not all of them great, fine, but it was huge. It was a big part, clearly, of our culture. The presence was there. But 20 years ago, over the next decade, I watched that section shrink more and more and more and more, down to just one or two shelves or even just a couple of rows with a couple of Bibles on it. But over the next decade, I watched that section start to grow again in an entirely different way, filled with all manner of spiritually charged resources. I was just there a couple of weeks ago at West Ed in, the, in chapters in there, and that section was huge, filled with all kinds of resources, New Age and Wicca and every religion under the sun. And while this is filled with obviously dark and dangerous or at the very least empty things, it reflects a deep, spiritual hunger in our community through our culture. A sensitivity and a desire to connect with spiritual reality. People are hungry for something. And they don't even always know what. But the fields are ripe. People are ready to experience who God is. And God is inviting us to step into that hunger, to bring His presence into that need. To declare the praises of Him who called us out of that darkness into His wonderful light. Our world is changing and the place of the church of Jesus is being moved more and more to the margins. And while some of that is difficult to watch, 
It presents us with such amazing opportunities to bring the truth of Jesus, the hope of the gospel, into the lives of people in ways that will seem very new and fresh because their casual passing understanding of the Bible and the church and Christianity is growing dimmer and dimmer. More and more as I have conversations with people, there is less and less just casual knowledge of the stories of the Bible and who God is. So many times I meet young people who have never heard of some of these stories before in their lives. And while to a certain extent that's heartbreaking, sure, it presents an opportunity for these stories to be new. Who God is to be new. We have such an amazing opportunity to share that wonderful light with all the hope and joy that it brings into our lives. The peace and life that Jesus is. So that's what we're going to explore. Understanding the sacred, the powerful holy presence of God in our lives and in our world. The question rises, though, as we talk about that, that's big, that's exciting. Spiritual presence sounds great. What does that mean? How do we do that? Do we just float around being spiritual at people? What does that look like? And as I prayed about that, I had all kinds of different ideas and thoughts of different directions that I wanted to go, but God started speaking that he had a very simple idea for us to be pursuing. He was clear again and over and over as I looked at all these different resources, different ways that we could explore that. He brought me back over and over again. If we want to be a spiritual presence in the lives of others and, and bring truth in life, the hope of Jesus, we have to live and know and embody the fruit of the Spirit. That's where it is. That's what it looks like. That's what people need to experience. That's what Jesus brought and showed to us is the fruit and power of the Holy Spirit. That is how he's revealing himself in the world through the Spirit and will reveal himself through us as we embody by the power of the Holy Spirit the fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Spiritual things are, are mysterious and complicated and confusing, but God has made it so simple. Though simple does not mean easy. But as we study and understand these things, the infinite, eternal, all-powerful presence of God Himself will be revealed through our lives and our words and our actions and our presence to the people around us that they too can step out of that darkness and into His wonderful light, the light that is supposed to be living in us. The gospel changes lives, and changed lives are filled with the fruit of the Spirit that changed us. Our world is a spiritual place, steeped in spiritual things, filled with spiritual people, and they are lost. And they don't know where to find what they're looking for, what they were made for. And so God has placed us here. First, forgiven 
and saved by His grace alone and then empowered and equipped to be His messengers, His presence. Chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A people belonging to God, declaring His praises and calling people out of the darkness and into His wonderful light. Silver or gold we may or may not have. But this we do have, the power of the Holy Spirit, the grace and presence of Jesus, and the transforming work of the gospel for salvation. That is what we have to offer in a thousand, thousand different ways, in words, in deeds, in actions, in truth, in casual conversation and in huge international missionary efforts we are bringing the power and presence of Jesus into the lives of people. A spiritual presence in a world filled with hurt and hopelessness. A light in the darkness. This is a huge idea and it's so exciting and we're going to be unpacking it over the next year and beyond because it means all kinds of different things. Diving into all the ways that God is inviting us to do this, how He is doing this. But for now, for today, are we ready? Are you ready to be that spiritual presence to bring Jesus into the lives of the people around you, to see and explore everything that that means for us and for the people around us, how we can be that, how we can do that. Are we ready to see lives touched and changed? Let's pray together. Father God, you are moving. Your spirit is alive and the things you are inviting into us are so deep and powerful and profound. And God, it is the same thing you have always been inviting us into and it has looked different ways at different times throughout the life and history of the church, your kingdom. But God, here today, you are calling us to be a spiritual presence, to understand your sacred presence in our lives and in the world and drawing people's attention to see you. You are here. You are all around them. The power and presence of Jesus fills this world and God, we need to point people to it. Draw their attention to it. Bring it to them. Father God, we thank you for your grace, for your presence and love in our lives that we have been called out of that darkness by your grace alone, by your love and the sacrifice of Jesus for us. We have stepped into this wonderful light. And Jesus, we want to bring that light to the people around us. Help us to see that need. Help us to see the ways you are inviting us to speak, to move. Give us boldness and confidence to speak truth in love. To bring the words and hope of the gospel into the darkest places. God, you are putting so many opportunities in front of us. We are surrounded by people that need you and we want to bring your presence there. Help us to be your presence there. We pray protection. We pray forgiveness for when we will fail in this. And Jesus, we pray your grace and mercy as we seek to follow you. We are hungry to follow you. And we thank you for leading us. In Jesus' name, amen.